Welcome back to the Attack on Titan Chronicles podcast. <laughs> Nailed it. I am your host, Chad. Hey, how's everyone doing this uh, fine day? It's Ronnie. I feel like I wanted to extend my greeting a little bit, so I did. Okay, well, no one wants you to, so don't do that again. And today we've got Season 3, Episode 7, or Episode 44, Wish. My wish <laughs> for you. Little Rascal Flats to lighten up the mood. Wow, what a band. And uh, we got a good one today. What you think about it? Yeah, like I was saying, we talked about it a lot last episode. We're in a good stretch of episodes here. We just keep learning more and more stuff. We're in the Fortress of Solitude. Good episode. Yeah, Superman's not in it. Um, by the way, I just started watching The Boys on Amazon. Did you really? Yeah, it's not bad. Are you being serious? Finish the first season. It's not bad. The first season? <laughs> yeah, and each episode's an hour long, so I guess I didn't just start it, but... You've been doing it? Been doing it. I mean, thanks for letting me know. We could have, you know... I could have been on that game, too, and we could have... Well, hey, I'll talk season about two's it. out. I won't do it. We'll uh, wait for you to watch season one. We talk about it. All right, cool. All right, so back to anime. Um, because, you know, we can watch it now. Eventually, we're going to get caught up. We're going to do season four. We need another podcast. We do. We are a growing enterprise. We want to, you know, keep growing the audience. We want to get better microphones, and we are going to make this. Yeah, I'm tired of these $400 mics. I want enterprise $1,000 microphones. I am not, I'm not satisfied until I drop ten grand on our equipment. Couldn't agree more. Okay. ten grand each. But back to the episode. Yep. So, we got Aaron. He's still chained up. This guy does not like to be free. No. And He's fine with it, honestly. You know, Rod walks over to Historia, and he's telling her that... Oh, I like that you called him Rod. Last episode, and probably this episode, I've just strictly been calling him Lord Rice, or, you know, Rice, but... No, this guy's just Rod. Yeah. It sounds like... We're just really good buddies with him if we call him that. Even though that's his name, I feel like you can't say call someone Rod unless you're mad. Yeah. Like you'd be like Rod, what the fuck? <laughs> it still sounds like you're gonna go like grab a beer with him. Yeah, just... it's happy hour with Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Rod walks over to Historia and tells her that Frida is not entirely dead. Yes, yeah, she is, bud. And he asks if she wants to meet her. But yeah, he pulls out the syringe and is like, you can meet her again, basically. Then we go over and we got Levi's squad. We get that quick little opening. And Levi's squad opens up a door to the underground thing and throws down barrels. Okay? So right. we know they got a little plan cooking. And then that's when Sasha... Sasha's awesome. Yep. I, I don't like it. I've always said I'll give it to her when she does something. This is a nice play here. Shoot some flaming arrows at it, and they explode, causing mm-hmm. a bunch of smoke to arise. Yep. And then that's when the the whole Levi squad comes barreling through and starts going through the smoke using the ODM gear. And uh, Levi, this is where I'm really impressed by Levi. He's flying through the smoke. He's kind of scouting everything out, and he's counting all all of the enemies within a matter of five seconds so within a matter of five seconds he says there's 35 enemies that's quick impressive counting. yeah quick counting 
Through the smoke, too. Yeah. So so we know what we're up against. We know we're up against 35 enemies, and we've got like 10 Levi members. Maybe not even that. I don't even know how many it is, but well, I is there any? Like, is there anyone else other than just our group? I don't think so. So it's what, seven people? Like six or seven, yeah, without sitting here and naming all of them. Which Levi and Mikasa, they count as like 20 each, but... Well, I think at the beginning of the show they said Mikasa was like a hundred, worth a hundred soldiers, so <laughs> which is pretty impressive. And we'll see her in action here in a second. But uh, then we get a quick flash of Big Brain Armin saying, talking about the weaknesses of the ODM gear that Kenny Squad has. Yeah, and these guns. Yeah, he's doing the beep bop, beep 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 bop, and he's talking about the line of fire and how that and the an- anchor. <coughs> sorry, the anchor okay? trajectory. <laughs> are faced in the same direction. So that is a big weakness now. they got to be aimed right at something. They can only shoot their anchors and their their guns at the same Which direction. Which seems like a huge flaw in these. What's the point? Because it's not like when they have... I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Like, the scouts here, do the grappling hooks not shoot from, like, their hip or, their like, hip, their belt? Yeah. Like, the swords have nothing to do with it, right? Right. It's just why would they why would they make these with the guns be different because I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. A lot of people here are going to get slaughtered <laughs> because of the extreme design flaw from the minds that brought you useless cannons. I would have to go really in depth with the uh the blueprints on these to figure out why they're they're made like that, but um but no, I really did enjoy this Armin breaking it down scene because you see these things and you know, you don't know. Everything's got a weakness. Everything. Mm-hmm. So Jean and Connie, you know, with the smoke arising, they, him and Connie zip off, and they're kind of like a little tag team together, and Jean comes flying in and slays his first kill. They, Ugh. considering it was such an ordeal the last time we had to kill some people, we are all on board now. <laughs> they are, this is brutal. I mean, Connie, <sighs> Jean... Everyone is just slicing open these people. This is some of my favorite fighting in the entire show, too. I love the the human-on-human action. It feels like a fair fight. You are big on uh, Pointless Death. It is not a fair fight, but continue. We'll get on to that. Well, I mean, it's pretty fair. There's 35 of them, but like we said, there is a Mikasa and a Levi. I feel like they didn't have those two. There's no shot whatsoever. But, um, yeah, then Connie comes, and he zips off one of the poles. I don't even know what you call those. Um, he just zips off it, and Connie gets a kill, too. And then Connie's dumbass gets saved again by Sasha. This guy is just always getting saved. Reiner saved him. Annie saved him in the first season. And now yep. Sasha is saving him. So Connie is the lucky Polnareff of this show. What was that word? Huh? What was that word you just used? Uh, it's a JoJo's reference. You wouldn't get it because you're just a one anime type guy. Fucking <laughs> god! The next time you you say a word where I think that you're being incredibly intelligent, more so than me, and I go, "Wow, there was this part in my life where I really, you know, Chaz was putting in the work, and I was just slugging behind." Just to come to find that it's a JoJo reference, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, buddy, maybe you should watch more anime because that is what our fans are about. You just said earlier you were watching The Boys. (laughs) I'm watching it animated, okay? So, so you're watching it in Japanese. Yeah. 
Yeah, Japanese I just changed dub. it to Zap. It's still, it's not animated, but I changed it to Japanese. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so then Armin starts talking a little bit more, and he says once they fire their two shots, they have to reload. So that's obviously a big flaw, too. <laughs> yep, yep b- pretty big flaw. <laughs> Which makes sense, though, because from what we've seen, it's not like they have any like automatic weapons or anything like that. They They have rifles and... These are like what pistol type things. Hey, I hear you. Doesn't mean I'm not getting ready to rip these yeah. things here in a second. Well, hey, I mean, I don't even know what I was gonna say, but uh, we got a we got one of Kenny's squad members asking, "What the hell is up with that girl?" And then that's when we just see Mikasa flying in, just absolutely slaying people, dude. What did you think about this? Well, she kills eight people in four seconds, I yeah. think. Um, I think she's moving so quickly. I don't even know if she's grappling onto anything or if she just has a unique ability to change directions just mid-flight. I mean, yeah, it spoke for itself. She's just chopping these guys down. Not a wink of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitation? Not a wink of hesitation. Not a wink of, uh, fuck. You know what she's reminding me of, though? Season 1 Mikasa, when she finds out that Aaron's dead and just uses up all of her gas. Yeah. Trying to slay. That's true, too. Yeah. She might be burning through that stuff. She might be very close to already using it all up, just to kill, like, eight people right off the bat. Thanks for picking me up there. That was good. That was good hosting by you. Thanks. I was struggling. You stepped in, saved no, me. No problem. And, and I keep it real, so I'm gonna give you credit. For I know it, you, you know. Keep it real, Ron. I could have just kept going, and we could have got past it. But I still don't remember the word I was looking for. So just good on you. Okay. So we got Levi. He's going absolute god mode. Um, this guy, the look, and I love when it just shows Levi's white eyes, like he's just possessed almost, mm-hmm. and he's you know slaying people. And what is Kenny's main bitch? The blonde girl. Do you yeah, know I don't. Her name? I don't know her name. She is, like, shitting her pants seeing this. She's like, oh, my God, who even are these people? Page turn. Wow. You think you'd be better at those page turns. And then that's when we get a, oi, oi, oi. Oi, 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 Our man Kenny shows up. Levi v. Kenny 2.0. And he, Kenny then says to Levi, if you... If you get past here, it's all for nothing. And we still don't really know what Kenny is wanting. Like, we know he's said before he has a dream. He's kind of like Erwin. Yeah. He wants, he he really is on top of whatever he wants. He's dedicated to it. I mean, he's already slayed so many people. He's like, I'm not even going to let the guy I raised get past me. Like, he's on one right now, as Chad likes to say. Mikasa then starts fighting Kenny's bitch. That's what I'm going to call her, all right? All right. She doesn't have a name. It's Kenny's I mean, it seems, bitch. Um, seems a bit gratuitous, but... You know, they're in a little a little tussle. She's pretty skilled, too, though. I mean, she's putting up a little fight. She's kind of running away. But we go back to Levi and Kenny, and I just love... Anytime it's Levi versus Kenny, it's just awesome action. They're zipping around. Levi finally gets an oil bag. Where did he get this oil bag from? <laughs> Do you know... I don't know, dude. I guess he's just always been strapped with it. Yeah. But you know, when you're fighting Titans, they probably don't do 
is probably about as useless as cannons with Titans. So I'm sure it was strapped up on him, and I just didn't catch it. But this is where I say, you know, Levi's got that uh, those street smarts because this is just some sort of dirty little thing that they used to use down in the underground city, yep. and he still uses it to this day. Yep, and he throws it directly in Kenny's line of sight, and Kenny just blasts the thing. Great not timing. Thinking. And Levi zips through the fire and just slices Kenny up. He doesn't get a good enough, like a deadly wound to Kenny, but he injures him enough to where Kenny's like, oh, fuck, and has to escape, pretty much. Yeah, what I was going to say is it's crazy how, in my opinion, Kenny puts up more of a fight than anyone else with Levi, but it's still not even close. But here's the here's the thing that I'm mad about, right? I like this scene. I like the combat. I like seeing the thinking that went behind it where they knew that these people had guns and they were at a disadvantage. So they smoked the room out. I'm really disappointed that we didn't get to see any sword-on-sword combat because once they smoked the room, honestly, like they just had these people's numbers. These people mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. And that's the same thing with like while Kenny doesn't look like even a threat to Levi here, in my opinion. He makes a couple good moves. Ken, or Levi has got such the advantage here, and I just would wonder what it would look like if Kenny also had swords. But then again, has Kenny really trained? Um, obviously, he's probably used swords before, but how long has he just been using guns and just been sneaking up on people and slicing them? Levi's had so much experience with swords and titans. It's like he's got so much experience, but at the same time, I feel there's no who. Who do you think taught Levi up to a certain point? Anyway, obviously Levi kind of went off on his own and kept getting better and better. But I feel like Kenny can use the mm-hmm. fuck out of some swords. And here, maybe Kenny's too old. He does. He is an old man now. It's like. He's too. He's pretty old, but he's moving around pretty good. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. I can't. I'm surprised. While I'm disappointed in Kenny, is I could see almost what I think would be cooler if he had these things, but at the same time, you know, all the other military police or his gang, they all bought into the guns, but yet Kenny knew he was smart enough to realize that he there'd be potential situations where it would put him at a disadvantage. And somehow he just pulled out swords. He had like that a secondary be belt. That'd be cool. He had one hiding behind his back the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, Kenny did mess up a little bit right here. He's thinking too much about his dream, whatever his dream is. But Kenny's bitch then, you know, starts fighting with Hanji. And this is where things get hot because Hanji enters the chat. And Hanji is, you know, zipping around, fighting her. And then that's when. Kenny's bitch uses the line of sight and the grappling to her advantage mm-hmm. and grapples Hanji right in the shoulder. Yeah. You think she was out of bullets? She's got a gun that does the same exact thing, but except perhaps more lethal. She probably had to reload. Because <laughs> yeah. that's another disadvantage they have is reloading. You don't have to reload a sword until it's completely dull, but you're yeah. also not slicing titans to make it dull. So. You got two bullets. Yeah. And then she throws Hanji into one of the posts, and Hanji goes tumbling down, and this is where my heart just sank. I thought Hanji was done for. I was about to quit watching the show, <laughs> and I was about to quit the podcast. About to tap out. That would have been great if I came to be like, well, Hanji died, guys. Uh, turns out it's just me the rest of the time. It's just <laughs> Ronnie. And then that's when we get everyone's reaction. This is one of my favorite sequences in anime when they do this. Everyone goes, oh. 
and it goes to every single person's face and right. does the uh. And Levi does the tsk, tsk. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you did it perfectly. Thank you. And then that's when Kenny's squad all falls back and regroups, and they drop a giant net. Oh, no, not another playground rope ladder. <laughs> we saw one of these earlier. It was highly effective. Yeah. What, what they used on Annie, they drop that down, and they're like, you know what? We can't even fight these people. They're too good. And then that's when we go straight in to the calling card. Calling card, syringe. A device Rod Reese uses to transform... <laughs> do you huh? know what you just did? what I do? You called him Rod Reese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I've, I've been eating Reese's pumpkins since Halloween season. I've been thinking about that. Is that a thing? Is that a... Th- oh, my gosh. I These mean, I know about the, I know so about the eggs, but is the pumpkin a thing? Dude, just don't even... The listeners are so disappointed in you right now, it's unbelievable. I mean, sorry that I don't go trick-or-treating at 33 years old like you continue to do. <laughs> well, my mom takes me, so... And I just tag along because she's such a whore, and I don't want to hurt her I just her eat feelings. the Reese's eggs like an adult. Okay, the Reese's eggs are the best, yes, but they do have pumpkins and Christmas trees, too. How did you not know that, I know Ronnie? about the Christmas trees, too, but no, I... Know more about your candies. I can't think about the pumpkin ones and what they look like. They're not as good as the eggs, right? No, they're not. I'll okay. agree with you on that. All right. So, a device rod What are you rice. going as Halloween for this year? Yada, yada. Can't believe you just asked me that. That was a big hint of what I'm going at. Yeah, and I'm not even biting the hook because I know what's going on there. Jotaro. Okay, so back to the calling card. Rod Rice uses to transform into a Titan. It's believed to use spinal fluid, and by injecting the serum, that is what makes them into a Titan. One is granted those inherited abilities, yada yada. That's it. You're up, Ronnie. Thanks for throwing it to me, Chad. So Rod, he knows that Levi's squad is nearby, so he tells Historia that they need to hurry up. We get a little background on the old Fortress of Solitude here. It was built around 100 years ago by the power Hmm. of a certain titan. So, when everyone's memories, apparently... I know. Well, at least when their memories went away last time. Who even knows if it happened before then? It was built the same way the main three walls were. So, this is... Which is to say, we've already kind of cracked that. It's kind of the Titan hardening ability. And like we kind of talked about before, the power of that Titan is what alters people's memories. Many bloodlines were excluded, but this, this, this is the interesting part. The descendants and the rest of humanity retain no memories. Making it seem like even if you're part of that bloodline, if you're a descendant, it's still, mm-hmm. which is like Mikasa, for example. Right. Or even, I guess, her parents, to an extent, wouldn't, you know, be a part of it unless someone told her about it. Except for Frida. She knew how the world came to be and the details behind it. She was 15. Eight years ago, after she ate her uncle Lord Rice's brother, she inherited the powers of the founding Titan. So that was eight years ago? Yes. Okay, so here we got a little timeline now. Yep. So she had the power. Okay, she gained the power. Right. 
we know five years ago is when Grisha stole it from her. So, so she had three years of the power. You would think she would have been accustomed to that power by then, but he made it seem like she wasn't. Right. Good point. He tells a story that only if Frida had used her power, they might have been able to wipe out the Titans altogether. So that, that even goes even further. That makes it seem like, well, he's trying to make it seem like he wanted her to use the power and she wouldn't. But we all know this Rod guy is a slimeball. This he's is sketchy, what, man. This is the first time I saw these two episodes. I'll say this right now. I was so hesitant and didn't know what to believe. Honestly, to a point, I still don't know what to believe because he's such a slimeball and he's narrating and showing you all this information and I didn't know whether or not to believe it or if it was some big ruse. Especially when he says that he miraculously escaped the attack. That's when you're like, all right, this guy's... And I said last episode when it showed Aaron eating... His father, I was kind of hesitant there. I just remember the first time you were asking me about these questions, I felt mm-hmm. like I felt like when I was explaining to you what I thought, it seemed like I hadn't watched the episodes, but it was because I was so I was still trying to remember what was like tight memories, which I think are completely true. Like when they touch Aaron, he flashes back. I think all that's canon, but what Rod says, you can't completely yeah. buy into it. So you, that's you can tell it's like half-truths. Right. Um, so Lord Rice says that even though the power remains, it can't truly manifest unless it's owned by someone who has the blood of the Rice family running through them. So that's another huge thing. I mean, he was just capping off there. There was so many interesting things right there. And then, oi, 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 oi. Oh. Kenny grapples on in. Turns out he's just been listening to this entire conversation. <laughs> He questions what Rod just said about the Rice family, and he questions that even if he were to turn into a Titan and eat Aaron, it would mean nothing. So he gets pissed off by that. He's pissed. So you can tell that he's pissed by the way he picks up Rod and puts a gun to the bridge of his nose and because he feels used at this point. Rod says, Oh, you know, Kenny, you were a useful ally. And... Historia kind of starts whining, and Kenny calls her plain pitiful because her father just wants her to turn into a monster to eat Aaron. He's just using her, is what Kenny's saying. I love that Kenny said that to her. It needed to be said. See, Kenny's not a good guy. He's not. And, I mean, well, honestly, I was going to try and fight for him a little bit there. In the end, it kind of works out good, but it's literally just because he's not getting his way that he kind of blows everything up here. She stands up and says, because that's her duty. That's why she's going through all this. She will eat Aaron and bring back her sister and exterminate every Titan. Which right there goes to show she has a complete fundamental misunderstanding of what Rod is telling her. He's saying you can see your sister and all that stuff based just off the memories of the founding Titan. Whereas the story is making it seem like she thinks she can literally bring her back to life. (laughs) Like, it's just... What a mess. Which is kind of understandable considering all of this is thrown at her in a matter yeah. of, you know, just a couple hours. Yeah. She's like, what is even going I on? I don't blame her. I yeah. just, that straight up goes to both my point about how sketchy Rod is and even what Kenny's saying, calling her just pitiful. Kenny brings up a good point about whether or not she's forgotten all that Rod has put her through. 
as he puts a knife in Rod's mouth. Lord Lord Rice continues to beg Historia that what he is saying is not correct. Rod says Kenny is now free to go and, you know, go on, find another purpose in life. How long do you feel like Kenny's been... How old would you say Kenny is? To me, he looks like he's in his 40s. Late 40s, maybe? I don't... It's so hard to tell. It is definitely hard to tell. Um, Because a big key is I want to know Levi's exact age. That would help us out a lot. Yeah. We've kind of talked about it. It's kind of too many puzzle pieces to put together. If you feel like you have a good idea, email us, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Because I do feel like he's been working well he was killing i don't know i don't know because that's the whole thing he was talking with his grandfather last episode and it sounded like the ackermans had completely like disbanded with i guess the rices or just the king stuff like that but somewhere along the line even after kenny heard that from his father he went up and teamed up with rod and Mm -hmm. he's been doing that at least for the entirety of Krista's life pretty much so let us know so Kenny, after he hears you know Rod tell him to go find another purpose in life, says that uh, that would bore him to death as he climbs the stairs towards Aaron. He unlocks the chain in Aaron's mouth and says that they can fight it out as titans. Seems doesn't pretty un- unfair. Doesn't unlock his hands, just unlocks his mouth. <laughs> which, okay. Rod runs up to Historia, giving her the... Well, I will say this. He, he slices Aaron's forehead, but... To let it, yeah. Give him the option of transforming. Yeah. But that's not how it works, right? Well, yeah. If, if he's, It takes a, a big cut to be able to transform. That's why he's chained up like that, so he cannot cut himself like Annie did to transform. Okay, but let me ask you this. Does it not have to be self-inflicted? No. It does not. Give me an example. An example would be Reiner and Bert transforming when Mikasa sliced him up. Right. As long as they inflict injury, well, it doesn't even have to be from themselves. As long as injury is inflicted, they can... Yeah. All right. So yeah, Rod runs up to Historia, giving her the injection and telling her that she must eat his spine and consume some of the spinal fluid to gain the powers. Gross. Ew. Kenny sips out of the spinal... sip. Kenny sips out the spinal... (laughs) Kenny zips out of the splash zone as Astoria holds the injection to her arm. She asks Aaron why he isn't transforming. Forming? (laughs) She asks Aaron... (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) She asks Aaron why he isn't transforming. Kenny's getting We're from Georgie. (laughs) She asks Aaron why he isn't transforming. Aaron looks up, tears coming from his eyes. He says it shouldn't have happened. He says that five years ago, if his father hadn't done what he did, Freedom might have been able to do something right. This just goes to show how stupid Aaron is. As he goes on, (laughs) just one story, he's completely against his father. As he goes on to think of all the great characters we've lost these past five years, except for he mentions Armin's dirty old grandpa, but don't. (laughs) Don't miss that guy. Honestly, though, poor fucking Aaron, dude. He is getting all of this just thrown at him. It's not his fault that his dad did that. He didn't even know that he ate his dad. He's just finding this out, and it, it's almost like uh, Lord Rice and Historia are like talking bad about Aaron, like it's his fault. And he's like, I didn't it's even definitely a lot to take in. I understand yeah. why he's emotional, but at the same time, 
you think that he would be more skeptical. Well, this also goes to show, too. Think about how ride or die Aaron was for Annie, for Reiner, for Bert, and then he has, like, one fragment of a flashback to his father trying to inject him, and then just hears Rod's story, and then all of a sudden he's just against his father. I think it just shows, too, how much Aaron has changed since the beginning of the show. He has changed a lot. I do feel bad for him, because he just wants what's best. He wants all this to be over with, and... I guess he, you know, he's chained up here in the fortress of solitude. I mean, he feels like he, he sees a way out. Yeah, he he starts off. He's like, I'm gonna kill every titan. He finds out that he is a titan. Yeah, he finds out that his comrades are titans that are trying to kill everyone. Like it's just so much to take in. So he goes on to tell Historia to save human humanity and eat me. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! All right. She says, Aaron, that time you called me a normal person, that made me so happy. She flashes back to Ymir, who said, so you were trying to do something nice, huh? She's, you know, she's very confused, too. She's thinking, like, you know, Aaron's kind of a nice guy, too. He he saw through my shenanigans. He called me out, and Ymir, you know, sweet Ymir. Rod's, you know, getting tired of her bullshit. He's putting more pressure on her. She asks, why in the hundred years did they not eliminate the Titans and save humanity? Pretty good question. Mm-hmm. He said, because the first Rice King built the walls and which wished for us to be controlled by the Titans. The king believed that was the only path to true peace. He says that long ago, he and his brother begged their father to free humanity. Which, who knows if that's true. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it's pretty good... Um, it's pretty good explanations. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. He's thought about this. And that's also why I'll give Aaron a little slack, too. He's Rod's got his story down. And when their father passed down the Titan to his brother, Lord Rice understood. To create this world, to govern its very foundation, to be an omnipotent being is to be what my brother became. And that is called a god. Dude, his... He gives a great speech. I'll give him that. Like he, at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe this guy isn't full of shit. Right. Until here's here's you know just a little as a show watcher um, of many years. Anytime someone starts talking about gods and becoming a god, cuckoo, cuckoo, mm-hmm. heads up. And his duty is to bring a god back to their world. Historia flashes back once again to Ymir telling her she has no right to tell her how to live her life. But Ymir wants Krista to live a life that she herself is proud of. So that, as much as the whole Ymir Historia stuff kind of gets on my nerves from time to time, that was a great callback. Yeah. Ymir really you know, looks good in that sequence. Um, I like that a lot. So Historia is still thinking she smacks the injection out of Rod's hands and tosses mm. him to the ground, like snapping his spine. Oh, what an old fart. I love this. Dude, Historia turns into best girl right here. It's, yeah, oh. she's, she's pretty hardcore here. Yeah. Although, stay tuned. Proceed with caution. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, snapped his spine. It sounded like what an old fart this guy yeah. is. I mean, this guy is weak. He's talking about gods and stuff. He can't even she weighs, take on a fifteen year old. She girl. weighs eighty three pounds. He's what, like maybe fifty five. He falls yeah. down and just snaps his back. Jeez. She goes on to say, "God, my ass! <laughs> You're just giving yourself an out and manipulating other people." And she's had it. She won't let him kill her. She runs up to Aaron as Kenny starts cackling, which I love that I love. Kenny's still just hanging around. He's watching. like, oh, oh, this is pretty entertaining. <laughs> as she unlocks Aaron, oh, poor Aaron, dude, he starts just losing his mind. He's, mm-hmm. His complete shit is lost. And says, well, please just eat me. <laughs> Save humanity, eat me. She gives him a good smack. And this is where, this is like John um, from season one, where they just get a little bit too much of the cuckoo. Uh, She says, exterminate the Titans? Who the hell wants to do that bullshit? She's become very vulgar, too. Jeez. It's her true side. She's starting to hate humanity, so let's get them wiped out by the Titans. Ronnie's quote of the day, in kind of a scared way, she says, I'm humanity's biggest enemy i'm the worst girl who ever lived <laughs> what a line i like it dude i love that she just snaps right here she finally has ha- had it with the bullshit she's done being the nice little Krista yep. that she is this is historia she has finally Whoa, become historia. wow that was so <laughs> that was so uh meta strong woman of you there <laughs> i love it this is like the avengers woman scene yeah not your. <laughs> oh my god! She tells Aaron to escape, and we, she will destroy everything else. I love how she just keeps calling him a crybaby too. I she's know. Like, Shut your stupid mouth. I mean, she's badass here. Just a little scary. Yeah. Rod crawls over to the spilled injection as he cries out for his past family. He then gets a little lick, and an explosion fills the room as he begins to turn into a titan. End of episode. End of episode. I wanted to go back on this part. I yeah. actually forgot to say this when you were talking about it. When Rod was talking about Yuri, which was his brother, Kenny says, don't you ever talk bad about Yuri again. Oh. So. Good good little nugget there. Good little nugget. We obviously know Kenny had a strong relationship with the former founding Titan. Owner, right. Which yeah. would be Yuri. Which is pretty interesting because he hasn't really said too much about him yet. Right. So it was cool to and, see that Kenny actually cares about someone. And that would answer a lot of the questions that we were kind of, or I, at least I was mentioning before about what, after talking with his grandpa, brought Kenny back to uh, mm-hmm. the King's side of things, and it could be Yuri. We'll have to wait and see in future episodes, but, I mean, they are nailing it right now. I don't I, know I love what to believe. this Historia moment. The, the yeah, music the, in the background just, mm. Historia's... Um, you know, entered the chat. She's killing it. A little scary. We're gonna have to watch out for. Are you back on her side? I'm Ronnie. back on her okay. side. We got her away from Ymir for a little while. She just, uh, she's very impressionable. She doesn't know what to think. I understand. We've seen her history. She's got the memory. She's got short-term memory loss for sure. There's yeah. no way you can erase someone's memory that much and then not uh, do long-term damage. It's like that movie, the Adam Sandler movie, and uh, what's the girl's name? Or Finding Nemo, you know? That Dory. one, too. That's a good one. The Adam Sandler movie where he has to, like, date the girl every day. The one where he's got the remote? 
No, that's I know you've only seen Click, and that's the, the one. Only the one with the fifty first dates and the, with yes. Jennifer Aniston. No, 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 fi- not Jennifer Aniston. Demi Moore, I think. The one where uh, he's uh, he's on the football team. Yes, is that that's the it. one. Yeah, with his mom and the crocodile. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yep. All right. Longest yard. The one where he owns a jewel shop. <laughs> <laughs> the one with Kevin Garnett in the jewel shop. Is that the one that? Yes, that's the movie. All right. Okay, we got to the bottom of that. All right. Well, hey, got to another good end of the episode. I've got one more topic I want to bring up that has nothing to do with Attack on Titan. So if you want to tap out now. No one would blame you. Send the feedback to the Podcast Chronicles at gmail.com. Subscribe to us, the Podcast Chronicles at youtube.com. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Who watches on YouTube? Subscribe to us on the podcast apps. Rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Does a lot for the show. Enough of that. Thanks for listening. Here's my little take, okay? So you know, it's just a little Ronnie gripe. I like this because I have no idea what you're about to say. Um, so... I've thought this for years, but I just now that I've got a platform to speak speak my truth. Uh, I was driving home the other day, so let's let me put you in a mindset, okay? All right, driving. You don't actually have to be driving. Say you're listening to music on your phone, right? On my phone or like in my earphones? Nope. On well, no, just music from your phone. Doesn't matter if you're listening through a Bluetooth or headphones or car, whatever. Okay. All right. First of all, this might not even apply to you. How I'm a big time shuffle play on my okay. library and just kind of go through. And if there's a song that I don't want to hear, I'll skip it. Sometimes I get into the mode of skipping. This is mainly a kind of a car thing, right? I'm skipping songs and then I go past a song that I want, right? And I try and go back to it immediately. But I'm two seconds into the song that I was just listening to, and it goes back to the start of that that song. song. Yes. Now, my take is there should be a good five seconds, right? It's like right the way it is right now, there's two seconds. If you do it right at the beginning of a song, you can get back to that last song. There should be a good five-second grace period. Where you know people are doing this, and it takes you back to the last song instead of the start of another well, song. I'm going to even take what this take say you? further. All right? Okay. Yeah, I laid the groundwork. You've laid it. Tell me what your thought is. I know you're not an app, Apple AirPods guy, but okay, mm-hmm. when you got your Apple AirPods in, the left, I have my left earphone. Weird flex, you know? Okay. Oh, listen up, everybody. Everyone has them now. You should probably get them, okay? I'm sure our listeners listen to our podcast with Apple Air. Listen, AirPods. we get it, Chaz. But I double tap my left ear pod mm-hmm. to go back to the next song, or right. to go to the previous song. But just like you said, if I'm a couple seconds in, I have to quadruple. Tap, you got to do a quadruple tap. Quadruple tap oh, to go back. That is unbelievable. Yes. I okay. Yes. I am not a big AirPod believer, but I am so glad to hear this because I'm so glad to hear that you're with me. I'm with I, you. I needed to make sure that it wasn't just me skipping songs that I want to hear, and so I always got to do this double tap. It's just, you know, it's one of those things, yes, it's a first world problem, but hey, Apple, or it's not even Apple, just song players in general, because I listen on Spotify. Same. Fix it. Fix it. I agree. I'm a Spotify listener as well. Spotify, fix it. So now I'm wondering, is it a Spotify thing? Is it an Apple? Does it do it on all? No, it does it on all. All right. So sorry 
sorry for calling out Spotify. I know that's our most listened just, to uh, platform, but just everyone fix it. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Let us know if that really grinds your gears as much as it does us, or if we're just really reaching here and we're too cynics in this world. We get mad too easily because I would believe you there too. I've been Chad. And I've been Ronnie. Yeah, you're right. I was testing you. Love you guys. See ya. Peace.